We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Thursday morning edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready here with you today. The majority of the show will be uh, Jeffrey Wright as he joins us every Thursday to discuss uh, picks, games for the weekend, college football, whatever else is uh, going on. Jeffrey headed out of town today, so that is uh, that is pre-recorded. You will get that. If you're listening to podcasts, you only really know the difference. If you're in our live stream, it will be there for you in a uh, in a couple minutes as we get started with uh, with that. Ole Miss and Georgia Tech, two thirty Saturday, ABC, the uh, television station for the Rebels and the Yellow Jackets. So um, I guess we'll. Yeah, I don't know. Normal stuff. It, we're, Neil and I are both kind of out of it today, but anyway, we're here. I guess it's good. Things are already pre-recorded. Um, picks up on the site at rebelgrove.com. Uh, questions with Kelly Quinlan, who covers Georgia Tech for Rivals, up on the site at rebelgrove.com. There are several other podcasts up in the last 24 hours as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Davison Igbenosin Show, presented by the College Corner, is up. It's collegecornerstore.com. Go there, get your uh, Rebel gear, whether you're tailgating or uh, homegating. They've got the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. So that's up. Let's see. Uh, later today, uh, Pete's Pigskin Preview, brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. That, I think that premieres at 4 p.m. Okay. We'll put it in podcast form as well. That's brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, Fresh Salads, 70-plus TVs, more than 40 ice-cold beers on tap. So if you're uh, in the Jackson area, stop by uh, Walk-Ons in Ridgeland. And if you're in Oxford, make it a part of your weekend as well. Tell them that you appreciate, please tell them that you appreciate them uh, sponsoring MPW Digital. We'll have a um, 2 o'clock today, McCready and Siski, that's powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Got a big case of rain in yesterday, Tyler did, so I'm actually excited about it. All the flavors. I'm going to need it at 2 o'clock. Let's see, 6 o'clock, Butcher versus the Spin Instructor. That comes your way. Um, Premieres at 6. 
Greg Jones, Campbell McCready make their uh, scintillating picks for the weekend. That's brought to you by LB's Meat Market. I shouldn't make fun of their picks. Their picks are better than our picks. Uh, LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, right across the street from Kroger. But you don't need to go to Kroger. You just need to use it as a landmark. Head over to LB's, the freshest cuts of beef, chicken, pork, um, you name it. They've got it. Uh, let's see. Um, and then we'll have hand-raised guys tonight at 7. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the Oxford, Tupelo area, call the people at Comer. If you're in uh, Hernando, DeSoto County, Memphis, that area, call the people at Southern Heating and Air. They'll take great care of you. We had a little issue here. Called Comer. They came right out, fixed it up, all good. So I've think, done that several times over the uh, yeah. over the years. I think that's it. I'm trying to think what else we've got. Uh, Troy Brown's show was up on Wednesday. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. The Mason Brooks show is still up. If you want to check that out, it's really good. Really a good show. One of the best player shows we've done. Um, it's presented by The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. I've heard some people complaining about you can't get gear for Ole Miss stuff. Actually, those two places, you go to the College Corner, collegecornerstore.com or therogue.com, they've got, can't a lot, get got a lot. Of, listen, if I were an Ole Miss guy, there's a handful of stuff at both of those places that I would I would snatch up. Mm-hmm. I've already told Luke, if there's one particular pullover, I'm like, if you can find that with the Cubs thing on it, I'm in. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> get a little stitching and make that happen. We're, uh, we're good to go. This here podcast brought to you by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford, Blue Sky location. Today, lunch special is meatloaf, any size fountain drink, and bread included with that. And remember, uh, Tulsa, 3 o'clock next weekend. They can help you out in your tailgate, ribs, different size desserts, and more. Call ahead. They'll have it all wrapped up, ready to go for you. Pick it up on your way into town if that's needed or uh, just to feed the family maybe one night as well. So that's the Oxford Exxon. And when you make any purchase, you're automatically entered into a chance to win an official Ole Miss game jersey. They're giving away seven this season, already giving away two. They'll give away another one next week against, uh, against Tulsa. So take advantage of that. Again, Blue Sky and Oxford Exxon and coming to you from Clark Ford Studio. Uh, yep. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. Shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that is hopping to a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Jeffrey Wright um, will join today on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Ben Mintz will join tonight on said hotline. Uh, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, great place to grab a burger, a po' boy, a beer. Uh, stop in before the college crowd takes over late at night, and uh, you'll enjoy yourself there at Rafters on the Square and also Rafters in New Albany. I'll touch on a couple of questions in the thread here. Doors Rule says, I know rain doesn't have sugar, but it has to have something to make it sweet. You don't worry about that adding weight. So what I was mostly concerned about, and I looked into this this week, and if you watch McCready and Siski, you heard me talk about this on Monday. So I started Athletic Greens, which I'm struggling with right now because I don't like the taste so far. People tell me it takes a week. I use a different product that has a better taste that is very similar. We can discuss that. Okay. I've looked up some recipes of ways to incorporate it better. Okay. But I discovered, and right as I was about to have it one morning, I was like, I wonder if this breaks the fast. And it does. Yeah. And so I've pushed my Athletic Greens back. to It's the first thing I have about 4 o'clock. So then I thought, well, what about rain? The two days a week that I drink a rain at 2 o'clock, am I breaking my fast? And the answer was no. You're not breaking your fast. Six carbs. 
it yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't have enough carbs to break the fast, mm-hmm. especially if you've had nothing else. Yeah. So. so yeah, so no, I can have a rain, one rain, and it not break. The a fat. second rain. A second rain would get into the gray area. It would. Yes. But the first one, the first one doesn't. If you have two rains, you're just really it doesn't even matter if you're fasting anymore because you're just going to go out and start running sprints and you're going to have hamstring issues. I mean, that's bottom line. You're going to lose your mind. And then the other question in the thread was about the Kentucky game. I don't know what Google calendar. Yeah, there has been no game time set for Kentucky and Ole Miss. There's three legitimate options for that game and two of them will make you guys happy and one of them is going to piss you off, but one of them is a very legitimate option. 11 o'clock ESPN. And that's that 11 o'clock ESPN straight out of game day game. That's a real possibility. I think 2.30 CBS is a real possibility, and I think the 6 o'clock ESPN game is a real possibility. Is. Yes. I think that's I, I think we're looking at a six-day window because I was talking to a friend about this this week. It so much hinges on the A&M-Arkansas mm-hmm. game that yep. I would want to know the answer to that before I yep. chose game times. I think we're looking at six-day option for Kentucky and Ole Miss. Because uh, the same day that Ole Miss plays Kentucky – and Alabama plays Arkansas. I think A and M plays. I know they do. A and M goes to Mississippi State. Oh, okay. So you gotta you gotta think about this from a TV standpoint. I think the TV people anticipate that Ole Miss and Kentucky will be undefeated. Yeah. Okay. But Ole Miss, God, I don't want to piss people off. Ole Miss would be the least attractive undefeated team because they hadn't played anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, but they have Kiffin, and it's in Oxford and all that. Um, you've got Kentucky, who is emerging as a big story. Because they have the win in, at at Florida, yeah. You've got if Arkansas beats A and M next week, I'm assuming Arkansas beats Missouri State. Arkansas would be one of the more attractive Cinderella teams because they'd have wins over Cincinnati, South Carolina, and Texas A and M. So they would be hosting Alabama. And the truth is, beating Alabama has become. Um, the chance to beat Alabama has become holy grail stuff for TV ratings. The TV people will tell you that. So that would be a big game. And then the other one, look, if Mississippi State goes to LSU and wins yeah, and say A&M beats Miami and then say A&M beats Miami and Arkansas. Suddenly it's a big game. Suddenly the game in Starkville is a huge game. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, six-day window. It's going to be – yeah, we're not going to know Monday. I don't think so. That's my guess. Because uh, you, know, you know Arkansas is going to beat – Missouri State, and that's going to hold that up just by itself. Ole Miss is going to beat Georgia Tech, I think. That's going to hold that up. Kentucky's going to beat Youngstown State. Just, It's going to be a minute before we know. Uh, only other news coming out yesterday, and we'll have 87,000 days to talk about this, but uh, the baseball schedule for 2023 was put out. Uh, we'd already reported and talked about that Ole Miss's non-conference series were Delaware, Maryland, at Purdue in a tournament in Minneapolis, and then we found out that uh, Ole Miss does not play Kentucky, Tennessee, or South Carolina from the East this next season. So those are the uh, the teams with the Rebels will miss. It's a bad team, a good team, and team in the middle, so you can't really complain too much. Um, yeah. And they open SEC play at Missouri. They close it at Alabama, and their SEC home opener is Arkansas. So that is your uh, kind of Cliff Notes version of that. And then they have a horrific – stretch where they play Arkansas, Vanderbilt, LSU, State, and Florida in five straight weeks. Um, so he's got to win how many of those for job security? Uh, one. 
One. Just one? Just one. What if he doesn't win any? What yeah. if he goes 0-15? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it, but yeah, no, one. I think it's going to be it's gonna be all right. Um, so you're saying that if he were to get swept in five straight series, he could be in trouble. Is that what you're getting? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> if he got swept in five straight series, if they got swept by Arkansas and that was the lead to a five-series sweep, trouble? Yeah, 100%, yes. <laughs> Hot board going into the... Into the into, into the admin, I mean, ready to ready to hit the button, right? When I when I, okay, just want want to get that out of the way. I mean, go ahead. And we got yeah, plenty of time, plenty of uh, whatever. So. You want to break down that Missouri series real quick? I don't know. That I can tell you a player on Missouri's team. <laughs> um, the Josh Day kid went pro. I don't know, like whatever. Okay. I mean, it does give you a. Ch- Here's the thing: it gives you a chance to get off into a really good shape in league play the first week, but it also could mean there's a freaking blizzard on the ground. It's, You're in combo in early March. It's going to be chilly there. Hell, it's going to be chilly here when Arkansas comes to town in the second weekend of the season. It's pretty cold in March in it Oxford. Is. It just it's is. It's not baseball weather. No. Until like late April, frankly. Mid to late April. Yeah. Opening weekend is typically nice. You get the false weekend. where It's like in the high 70s. And everybody's like, yeah. Summer. Well, it's no. kind of like now when you get up in the morning and there's that hint of fall in the air and you're like oh it's going to be a nice day no it's going to be 90 shut up yeah going to be hot yeah uh we'll go to jeffrey in one second for the two about g and m pharmacy 662-236-2222 they deliver locally in the oxford area they offer med sync uh whether it be in tyson drugs and holly springs or g and m remember one call is all it takes to transfer your medications from a big box pharmacy so again that's 662-236-2222 our friends at Blue Delta are excited to announce they'll be hosting Mustache the Band on Friday, October the 14th. That's uh, at the uh, at the Lyric. So it's right after the uh, Square Jams, the basketball exhibition. It's at the Lyric. Ticket packages on sale now. Some tickets include jeans, some don't, but all include admission to the concert and an open bar. To book, get on their socials or visit bluedeltajeans.com slash afterparty, and they'll see you there. Uh, A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. Every item at $1 where it starts. Go to astock.bid, download their app, and uh, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. Uh, MyPerfectFranchise.net is the place to go if you are just kind of feeling stuck in your job. just don't like it, don't like your boss, you don't like your pay. Uh, they offer the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy uh, help you out. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. Look, if you're doing something stupid like I'm doing now for the last five months where you don't eat until about 4 o'clock, you want to make sure that you take some vitamins and stuff. You want to make sure that you... Um, you know, do things that just kind of regulate your medications, regulate your blood pressure, your uh, blood sugar. Go to solutionsrx.com. They've got pharmaceutical grade, uh, excellent products produced right here in Mississippi. Solutionsrx.com. Enter the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Uh, Hawkeye Portable Building, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeye. They custom build your building to your specifications however you want. Your uh, carport, ATV, 
uh, storage shed, whatever. They've got it. They'll fix it up for you. It's free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Holcomb, 662-226-2233. Find them on Facebook or Instagram at Holcomb Portable Buildings. As Chase mentioned, Tulsa coming to town next weekend. Kentucky following them right after that. Auburn in just four weeks, which is impossible to believe, but it's true. You want to uh, get your tailgating set up? Go to 7southtailgating.com. Once you tailgate with uh, 7 South, you'll never tailgate without them again. They're still booking single game, multi-game, full season packages. Just get in touch with Kyle and the people there at 7 South, and they'll take great care of you. Don't forget about Dead Soxie. You want to make, take care of your um, you want to take care of your sock game. Not too early to be thinking about uh, gift Holiday gifts and stuff. Dead Soxy is a perfect gift uh, for the holidays. DeadSoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Get 25% off your order. Speaking of gifts, a great stocking stuffer for way down the road. Be Game Changer Patches. Order a bunch, and the ones that you don't use, you can stuff in people's stockings. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by uh, Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Go to their Instagram page see tons of different options they have going on, including new cheeses, their charcuterie trays, their uh, everything they make locally and in-house every single day, and their tailgate packages where they feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on the day. That's 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Six different flavor options for you. They ship them straight to your door. You pop them in some boiling water, less than 10 minutes, freezer to plate, ready to go. Great for uh, nights where kids have activities, school back in, all that kind of thing. Let Prime Shrimp take care of dinner for you. Their lemon cracked pepper, their signature are great all-around things. A couple of my favorites there, including their uh, full meals in the bag. they got the French Quarter Alfredo, the garlic herb butter, and more. So that's primeshrimp.com and use code MPW for $20 off your first order. Uh, we'll go to Jeffrey Wright now on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline talking picks, college football games for the weekend, and whatever else uh, comes up. Here's Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, 92.9 ESPN, joins us as he always does each and every Thursday morning. Jeffrey, how are you, sir? Oh, man, just uh, another week. We're getting ready to go to San Francisco, and then my college buddy's getting married in Sonoma, so I had to cram like basically a week's worth of work into – Two and a half days, so it's it's been that kind of week. Yeah, been there, done that. Um, I hope you have a great trip, though. So I, I, it's one of my San Francisco is not my favorite place, but across the bay is absolutely one of my favorite places. I I, I love uh, Sausalito, Tiburon, uh, and I like San Francisco for that matter. I just love that area across the bay so much. It's really cool. No, I, I like San Francisco a lot. I just every time I go, I always wind up saying the same thing. It's like it's a really fun vacation spot if you have a ton of money yes it's just everything is incredibly expensive but i mean the food is awesome you know the views i mean everything it's 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 a great city it's just you know it it is it's if not the most expensive city it's got to be in like the handful of five oh yeah for sure it's i mean it's more expensive than it's probably more expensive than new york even i mean I mean, it's just everything there is just, I mean, literally our, if you put all of our hotel rooms together, it's cheaper than one plane ticket. Like right now, hotels in San Francisco are not bad, but it's, you know, everything else is just horrific trying to get there. 
But we'll have electric planes soon. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Oh, yeah, no, totally, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, listen, the California power grid can totally handle it, too. So. I was listening to Corolla. He was in uh, He was in Austin for the Alabama-Texas game, and when they introduced him, they said, uh, Adam Corolla, who comes from Los Angeles to Texas to get two things he can't get in California, great barbecue and electricity. <laughs> and gas. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a couple things. Um, I'm going to shock you with one. You're, All right. You're a lifelong Cardinal fan. I'm a lifelong not Cardinal fan. Uh-huh. But the longevity of uh, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and the return of Albert Pujols and the run that they're on right now, you know, obviously, this, I'm, I'm guessing, it will not last forever. This, this probably won't happen again next year even. This is it. Is this, no matter how it ends, is this one of the most fun seasons to be a Cardinal fan? Uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, the title years were pretty darn fun. Um, the thing that I found interesting about it this year was when I first realized, okay, the pool holes thing was going to happen, there's a part of you that's like, why? You know what I mean? Like he, I think, I think the thing that was interesting about when Pujols left, I mean, there's always going to be some fans that are upset when somebody leaves, but most reasonable Cardinal fans all kind of had the same conclusion in that the mistake was not ripping up the contract, you know, when you got him on the cheap for, you know, 15 million or whatever it was, not ripping it up and then doing the deal then. When everyone saw the contract that the Angels gave him at the time, most people understood him taking it, and most people kind of got the Cardinals not being comfortable doing that. With that said, like most people were more upset of, well, you just you could have locked him in sooner, and you could have just ripped it up. But he hasn't been very good the last couple of years. Yeah, not at all. And so there was kind of, for me, this, I don't really want to spoil, I mean, I watched him play, he's, you know, there's no coincidence that they have two titles with him on the team, and, you know, they got close, they had good teams without him, but they didn't get over the hump. And if you just go look at his baseball reference page, and you go look at, like, that seven, like, like 03 or oh maybe like 04 to 11 and you just realize like my god we like i think you knew at the time he was an amazing baseball player but like when you have like the gift of like taking a moment and appreciating it if he wasn't the best player of his generation it's it's him he's in the conversation with like three or four other people. I got that question in a, mail, re- in a mailbag the other day. Like, where do you put him as a hitter? And I said, is it all, that question was all time. And I've learned I just can't do all time because I didn't ever see those Comparing guys. Comparing errors is impossible. But modern era, I was like, well, he's definitely top ten. And he's probably top five. I mean, you're talking about Bonds, Griffey, um, Trout, um, I mean, it depends, like, what do you think of Tony Gwynn? I mean, you know. Right. That's true. I, it, I, I didn't think of Gwynn, you know. I didn't think of that. I, I was I was trying to think guys who also hit for power. and 
he's I mean when, once you get past the those names I mean I think it's those three are the three that to me are those are the best Bonds Ken Griffey Jr. Um, Trout yeah Trout for sure and then after that I uh, see I'm in a, maybe a little bit of a hot take and I get it baseball is different I know what his numbers are and I know he is a great baseball player. I have eyeballs. But there is something to be said when you always play on a losing baseball team. It's more than and, fair. Yeah. And also, go look at his numbers when they got to the playoff series. Like You can make the argument, sample size and they pitching. He was horrible. And I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like we're too quick to say, well, he's the generation and whatnot. It's like, I get his numbers. They're overwhelming. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, I do think winning matters to to some degree. And that's kind of, to me, like, that's why Pujols does deserve. Like, and I guess you can make the argument, well, he went to those Angels teams and they suck too. But I don't know. Like, I just saw it with my own eyes. And There's something about really, the Angels that just suck. I mean, yeah, I mean, I and it's almost inexplicable. It's why if I'm Otani, we I were, get out of there. I just get out. If I'm Otani, I, I, I tell I, if I'm Otani, I tell my people, "Hey, you handle this, but get me out." But you know, I was pretty. I wasn't anti it. It's just like I don't know. I just didn't have the greatest feeling. And then we were flying back from France on our honeymoon, and we're at the Detroit airport, and it was Sunday night baseball. Wainwright was pitching. Yachty was catching, and I can't remember if Pulisic either hit like a double, and then Yachty hit one back to it, and Wainwright, it was there playing the Giants, and it was like 9-1. to one. I'm like, yay, yay, oh my God, it's, it's, this is like I'm 12 again, like yay. Yep. And I think if, if you have to do like hand up here, it's like, it's obviously gone extremely well, but I think also – even the Cardinals would admit this has gone way better than they expected. Oh, like sure. Wainwright has been very good despite being pitched to contact. Like his last couple of years have been like, how the hell does he do this? Yachty's just been hurt. But at the same time, like, you know, I think it's kind of fun again that every single night, you know, whether or not pulls in the lineup, I know he's going to get an AB and I'm locked in. Like, what's he going to do? Yeah. And, you know, I, I understand Yankees fans with Judge. I'm just not all that interested in a guy. I, I get how far ahead he is from everyone else in the league. Like, I am not disputing it. Clean or not, I saw a guy hit 73. Yep. I've seen a guy hit 70. We've seen a guy hit 66. Is that why and the Judge thing is not interesting to people this year? Or is it because think, baseball's dying? What, what, I mean, what is it? Because like you, there, there are some compelling storylines. Like there's this, this race in the East between the the Mets and the and the Braves, and you got the Cardinals with the, the kind of r- running it back with a bunch of forty year olds, basically. And you've got Judge chasing down the, the record, presumably triple crown, presumably clean. You have Shohei Otani doing this stuff that he does where he just is awesome and yet we're just it's not as a society as a sports media we're just like oh it's not football instead we're like hey Dak Prescott might come back in four weeks you're like okay okay but 
And I get it. I do it, too. I'm the same guy. I'm totally obsessed. You look at the ratings with college football, the ratings with the NFL, the Monday night ratings the other night with Denver and Seattle. I mean, two teams that are not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it's it's amazing, the the power of football. But baseball just seems to have completely lost its, its swing, if you will. So I think there's several elements at play. Number one, I do think there's a little bit of an element of breaking the four minute mile. Like it was an amazing thing to see when it happened. But then when everyone keeps breaking it after, there's just you know what I mean? Like it's not as special. It's it's not as it's not as attention seeking. I think also with baseball there's an an element that it doesn't lend itself to narrative and it's a lot more difficult to follow on a daily basis. I also think that a big part of it is, you know, with ESPN in this fight for subscribers, for ratings and whatnot, it's become a top 40 station. Top 40 station has to play the hits. And you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're in that, you're going to have to just talk about the Cowboys. Like you're going to have to do the NFL. It's, it's what you know. I've never thought about it like that. I've never thought about it like that. Um, That is a great analogy. That's really, really good. I've never – you're right. Before that – I mean, and ratings always mattered, but like, you know, when I was – when ESPN first started, you had SportsCenter, and SportsCenter was about bringing you the news. It was about getting you all the games. If the the Tigers and the Red Sox played, even if it didn't mean anything, you were going to see the highlights. You know, you, you were going to, you were going to, if Nomar hit a, a game winning double, you were going to see it. And that's not that way anymore. Now it's, it's all about talking heads and the big stories and, and diving into anything political that might move the dial, stuff like that. And I think, I think there's another element of, listen, I'm not someone that like discounts ratings. I mean, I, I think anyone that's familiar with my work, like, I'm not the ultimate analytics guy, but I am a guy that like, okay, I trust my eyeballs. And then I look and see if the numbers back up what my eyes say. And so I, I, you know, in the end, the numbers are the numbers, but I think there's a big problem today in that social media. And I'm not going where I think people think I am like, so social media is the end of the world. That's another discussion. I do think because of the way that the business went, people were valuing what was hot on social media way too much. And I think that drove too much traffic away from the day and age where, you know, Bob Lee and Chris Berman writing out their own you know, there's a producer in there, but they're writing the show. Well, now you've you've made it a committee, and you have all these producers, and everyone's going. Well, this topic's trending, and and yep. you know we got our we got our quarter numbers in our, our you know every 15 minutes, and when we talked about this topic, it went up, and everything became all about chasing whatever they could get at that moment. And I think what it did was 
it made the product I think it made the product to where it's formulaic and it's never gonna tank no matter what you know some people want. It's not gonna tank, but I also think that it's I think it has a clear ceiling. Like you know what I mean? Like it is the it's it's kind of Wisconsin football. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're sure. they're not gonna suck, but at the same time, like I don't know if you're gonna capture magic. I mean, the closest thing to me is Van Pelt's show, and I watch Van Pelt's show. I don't know, like maybe I watch it after Monday Night Football, and I'll watch it on. But I mean, I can't. It's got to be under an hour a week. And he, I think he close to situation to what we're talking about where it seems as if he has almost entire creative freedom but the whole i think there's also like what's the value of sports center anymore like what's the value of and forget like what even their you know what the content is i just think like hey you we're seeing it all over the place like you kind of consume the news you want to consume yep. it's like confirmation bias whether or not it's you're a baseball fan, like you've got the Cubs writers that you that you like and you mm-hmm. read. You know, yeah, sure. Uh, you, you have, you know, if it's if you're a college football fan, you have your guys. Like you've got Neil, you got Chase. Everyone kind of has that at their own particular school, and I don't think that there's. I just think that it it has watered down the product, and because of that, it it has made them tell it's made them like disseminate the information that they know are winners rather than just trying to tell the whole thing. All right, let's dive into some college football. That's why we got you here. People want to uh, get your thoughts on the, the weekend ahead. Let's take on some of these chronologically, but I'm the ones at the bottom are the ones I want to spend the most time on. Georgia's at South Carolina. I thought Carolina put up a pretty valiant effort in Fayetteville. They were year two with Beamer and they're not ready yet. Um, Georgia laying 24 and a half. Let's talk about that real quick. Okay, sure. They didn't quit. But didn't that feel exceptionally backdoor? Like that felt like a box score, a box score close-ish game. You know, they had a really good third quarter and that, that got them back into it. I think they were only down five at the end of three, and then Arkansas scored, got a turnover, scored again, and that was that. And then you're right, at the end, they made a 20-point game look like a closer game than it was. Yeah, I mean, I was on Arkansas, and I got a little nervous only because I'm sitting there going like, if I was doing like the time, like the clock in my head math of like, are they going to be able to get one score, make this two-score game into a one-score game, not recover the onside kick, and then Arkansas doesn't cover because they run out the clock. Like, I don't know. I felt like Arkansas was clearly the better team that day. Yeah. I do give South Carolina credit for not quitting, but I, I, I don't know. I left, I left feeling better about Arkansas than I did South Carolina that day. Yeah, Arkansas's big issue is the defensive secondary, and and they, and it's banged up. It's banged up. Catalan's out for the year. Uh, the kid that transferred from Georgia got hurt. They're having to really go deep, and I don't know that they have that depth. They're probably like every other team in the SEC, not named Alabama or Georgia, 
when you start getting when you start getting into guys that are bottom of the second team, top of the third team, it's 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 a bit of a struggle, and and they're doing that at the secondary. On the flip side, offensively, they've been really really good. I mean, one of the better offensive teams in the league. They they'll run it down your throat, and unlike a lot of teams that struggle with offensive line play, they don't. No, and they they have a clear identity, and they've got. You know, you can say what you want about KJ Jefferson as a pro prospect. You can win a lot of games with him in college. Sure. And, you know, he's in second full year, correct? Second full year as a starter. I guess like two and a half. He started the end of his, of that 2020 year. He just looks very comfortable in what they do. And I think Kendall, to his credit, I think Kendall is very comfortable in asking him to do what he in bad situations. They can clearly run the football. They got enough at the receiver position. Like, I, it's why in the end, I still think, despite a statement loss from Alabama last week, I still think the most interesting, the most interesting aspect of the SEC this year is who finishes third. So you still you're still on A and M. Oh, oh no! You mean so, you mean third in the in the league, not third in the yeah. Okay. Correct. Okay, I thought you correct. meant the division. And I, I am. I'm a little bit higher on A&M, I think, than everyone else because of what we just talked about. Listen, the offense has got, like, in the end, unless Jimbo is going to, unless Jimbo is going to accept the fact of the RPO game, the, the play-action deep shot game, creating easy explosive plays for my guys, even if I think they fundamentally go against the core of what I believe in as a, as a football coach, well, you're cheating the people that are paying you. So, yeah. But the biggest reason why I still don't think them is Dunzo is Ole Miss is going to get injuries. Best I can tell. LSU is going to get injuries. Tennessee is going to get injuries. Kentucky is going to get injuries. Arkansas has injuries. Mississippi State's going to get banged up. I think where A&M has the advantage is it's kind of early stage Kirby when, yeah, you could have your qualms about offensive philosophy and, and whatnot, but they have more players than who they're going up against. Yeah. And eventually I think that matters. And I understand, like, maybe I'm wrong, like, but I do think, I, I think everyone is, very annoyed with A&M in general. And so they're enjoying this, which is that's exactly what you're, you're a hundred percent like entitled. Like that's factions, sports. Like that's, that's what makes it fun. But I do think you're kidding yourself. If you really think that that, you know, in the end, the bigger story to me was they lost to app state allowing like under three yards of play to app state. Like that defense is still legit. And I think people also forget you know, they lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State. Mississippi State at home, Arkansas at Jerry's World. The consecutive weeks before they turned around and beat Alabama out of nowhere. Like, this team still has that kind of talent. And if Jimbo makes a couple adjustments that I don't even really think are necessarily like that big of adjustments to make, it's kind of more swallowing your pride. Does he have to go from King to Johnson? Or can he do it with King? 
I don't know. Because my question with King is he clearly has he clearly likes the kid Mm -hmm. because this is now the second time he's won the job. Yep. So my questions my question is, is he not helping him or my suspicion is I think Haynes King is the opposite of Hendon Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker's a guy that doesn't look great in practice, but I think in a game he's a gamer. And I think what we see from Haynes King is I bet he does all the things right in practice. And then I think when he gets into a game, I think he freaks out a bit. He never looks comfortable to me. Because here's the thing, and I go both ways on this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to contradict myself probably twice here. We're all cheering against A&M. We're sick of A&M. A&M, I think, represents to some of us. I don't even know on what level, at some subconscious level, A&M represents maybe what we don't like about the changing face of college football. I think we want the kids to get paid, but we didn't want it to be like this. We didn't want it to be this. And for some people, it's they don't. this is the, the ugly part out loud, and so they, they, they don't like that. With me, I, my problem with Jimbo is not that they're paying the players. My problem with Jimbo is that you're, you keep playing this game of we're not doing anything. We didn't pay anybody anything. We didn't, nobody got anything. We're not doing it. Yeah, you did. It's okay. And you, did, you didn't break any rules. It's all right. That's, so, but we're all cheering against them. And so we look at this stretch of games, and we go, oh, Miami with a good quarterback. And you know, they, could, they could do it. And then uh, they got to play Arkansas in, in Jerry World. And, and, and Arkansas physically handled them a year ago and then they got to go to state and state beat them a year ago and then they got to go to alabama we know what's coming there and then then florida comes to town and then it's Ole miss and ooh, they could lose a whole bunch of games in a row and isn't it fun and and the reality is that's probably not how it's going to go down we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. No, that defense is too good for them to have this bottom out. Now, you just mentioned an awful lot of games. I don't think they're going to lose them all. I don't think they're going to win them all. Yeah, no. I don't but either. I do think, I think they, I think they have a better path to surviving the grind of the season than the other teams that we're mentioning solely from depth. Yeah, I do too. Like in, in the end, but they got to get quarterback play. The one thing, and you know this because you preach it as much as anybody. They've got to. They, they they can't. They can't win more than a couple of those six games that I just mentioned with that quarterback play. They've got to get better there. They don't have to get great, but they got to get better there. And that's well, the, that's the part, Jeffrey. That's on Jimbo. That's Jimbo well, it, being it, stubborn. It is, and. Part of the wonders is is the problem that Jimbo's having right now because everyone wants to do the whole his offense is twenty fourteen and you know Josh Pate had the the whole thing and everyone wants to believe that uh, you know the games passed him by and 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 all of these things because when I think about it like we're, we're talking it out it's kind of like Rodney Dangerfield's character in Caddyshack if he weren't funny. It's the new money guy, or a And M is a It's the classic like they woke up on an oil field, and all of a sudden they have billions of dollars. Yet they think it's like something earned more so, and so that's what drives people insane. And yes, I do think there's an element of you know we can all. At the same time, like we can think the guys are get should get paid, and that at the same time, can't we have some something that resembles a structure? Because are we literally going to have to do the thing where after every single time a team loses, you are searching the transfer portal to see if someone's going to leave? Like I, I think there's an element of that, but with Jimbo, I think the bigger problem is he has got so much control down there right now. I don't think there's anyone that can get in his ear and be like, Jimbo, I don't necessarily think you're wrong in your beliefs of you're trying to develop these football players. But the reality is you are doing a disservice to your team, to your employer, by digging in on this and running running the system that you're running. And it's not like you have to throw away but you can make some tweaks. You made tweaks before you played Alabama. And then you went right back. Like, so is it a situation where you're only willing to do it just to beat Nick? Like, well, why, why will you not do it at all times? And yes, they do need to get better quarterback play. But I mean, Neil, there's, I look at a lot of teams and, you know that a lot of teams are going to struggle against that defense because that defense is going to be able to make like Anthony Richardson, 
He's going to have to make plays from the pocket. And maybe he can't. Yeah. You know, Will Rogers and State beat him last year. But they're going to have to do it again. Yeah, State's a, and, State's a pretty good matchup for for against A&M a little bit just because they, they can throw it in so many different ways. They're going to get theirs, and you have to – you got they're going to get drives. You have to stop their drives. It kind of comes down to red zone play against them. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, what if they – what if this game – what if Rodgers is just okay in the red zone? Right. Kind of the same thing applies to Ole Miss. I and mean, we saw Ole Miss last year get a big win – but I mean, think about the red zone drives. You know, they got they got held out of the red zone, out of the end zone, a lot. And so, I, I'm not saying that I think A and M is going to go undefeated in this situation. But it's like, I think we're jumping the gun on riding or burying these guys a little too soon. I do too. You like so you like Miami on Saturday? I mean, A and M on Saturday against Miami? Yeah, for the sole reason of. I don't like Miami. Yeah, I, I don't like A and M, so therefore I'm going with it. Yeah, I'm kind of doing the same thing. The game that leads into that, help me understand the line. I don't. And, and this is the Louisiana boy in me coming out. I know. I just it's LSU at night at home, and they're the underdog against Mississippi State. It, it, it's it's unnerving when you hear it. I know you you're picking. By the time people see this, the picks will already be out. You're picking Mississippi State to win, and you think they're a really good team. I, my gut. Everything in me tells me that State's going to win the game. I just am having a hard time picking against LSU at home. I think that's – if that's your position, I don't think it's unreasonable. But here's the other reason why I think it's it's a reasonable position. The thing that I – the way they beat Southern, I don't know. I did make I did make a note. They put 44 points up in their first, like, 16 minutes of football against Southern. Like, I don't care if you're playing air. I took note of that. From your perspective where I think it's right, the things that I don't like about LSU's defense, I was not particularly pleased with their line, and I thought their linebackers weren't great. But I did think those DBs looked like LSU DBs. And where they got Mississippi State last year was they made plays on the ball. And – the bigger problem that I have is I think State's been undervalued week one, and I think State was undervalued last week again. And this just feels like the classic, they're daring you to take LSU getting points at home. Well, they definitely are. That's, that's, they're betting on people like me going, man, I just, I've seen LSU for so long, and they win these games. Well, and I, I forget. what I don't remember what the line was in 2014, but – I think it was kind of the same thing. Ole Miss was going down there undefeated. LSU had looked like crap on offense. And, you know, Freeze didn't call a good game that night. And, you know, that defense, if they don't force the turnovers they did, like that thing could have been a wrap. But, you know, it ends up being a tight game. But, I mean, I mean, we've seen a lot of teams go down there. I don't know. This just kind of had that feeling of, I don't know. I, I, my my suspicion and my eyes say state's pretty good. I think so too. And my eyes say that LSU's not. Now I also think you better get LSU this year. I think it's gonna be the worst roster he has when he's down there. Yeah, they're gonna recruit well. They're gonna hit the portal hard. They're gonna do all those things. It's it's why the people that are writing off LSU and doing this. I don't even know where it comes from. The the, the whole Brian Kelly is. A, it's it's. A, 
I'm like, guys, you're going to have to give this a minute. I mean, Nick Saban wasn't a fit in Tuscaloosa in year one. You've seen the rest. And I'm not saying Kelly Saban, but I'm – I'm also I'm also completely unwilling to do this deal where, oh, Brian Kelly era at LSU is going to be a laughable bust. I'll bet against that all day long. I'll, I'll, I'll give you odds, whatever you want to do. I'm just telling you, you're wrong. I'll be stunned if that happens. So here's what I've noticed, and I'm kind of curious on the psychological element. Football's always been overreactionary, mm-hmm. and it's emotional, and we've seen – if you covered or watched college football long enough, you've seen some very dumb things. You've seen you have, you've seen smart people who make a lot of money make really dumb decisions involving correct. millions of dollars because of the emotion of the game. There's no, it, it, so it's yes, it's it's a completely irrational, emotional, overreactionary sport, and I think that's one of the reasons people love it. But it also makes it stupid sometimes. Well, like for instance, I'm not like everyone knew Scott Frost was getting fired. We we saw the Northwestern game. And you're like. That's the same script they lose every game. Like, he's getting fired. I'm not saying losing to Georgia uh, Georgia Southern is something you should just write off. But it is such an emotional thing that, Neil, they couldn't wait, what was it, 20 days? Yeah, two and a half weeks. They couldn't wait 20 days to save 7 or $8 million? Like, <laughs> Like literally, it was yeah. that it was that serious that they go, hell, write the check now. And so, like, imagine these people in their business. If you go, if you just wait three weeks, you can have this same offer, but you're gonna eight million dollars. None of these people would do that. Yeah, it's the emotion. That's right. Why did Why did Texas A and M give Jimbo Fisher all that money? Because they were literally terrified that LSU was going to steal him away. That's it. Well, and I think there's an element of Jimbo. They kind of gave him the money also because Jimbo said, I'll stay with you people. Yeah, I'll love you. But (laughs) what's more interesting to me now is we have sped up the timeline to a rate that I'm not familiar with. And I don't think this is me getting older, but it's like, even when Nick Saban, I mean, I know they lost to Monroe the first year. But, I mean, like I remember people like laughing and going like, eh, there's your, I forget what at the time was, $5 million man. I, I It's so long ago, I didn't even remember what sure. it was. But no one suggested, A, it was going to be a disaster, because I guess people at that point were still kind of paying attention to recruiting. But, B... No one would have been like, oh, this is already done. This era is done. Like, it just feels like we have really, really jumped the shark. Kind of both ways, too. Yeah. Like, also on the, you know, if a coach wins, you know, if a coach wins with another guy's roster and it's like they got their guy, they got <laughs> yep. their guy. Yep. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, I don't know. Do we, do we know? Like, so you like State, though, at LSU. I think I'm going with LSU. I've, 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 I put LSU down. I'll go with LSU. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I want to get to- I, Again, you can tell me this game is – and also, that's the other thing with Mike Leach. Who the hell – Right. Like, like, you can tell me, honestly, with every team on their schedule, honestly, probably with the exception of Alabama, 
Because they don't play Georgia, do they? Not till the SEC championship game. But I mean, uh, state, state doesn't play Georgia. Do no, uh, yeah, state does play Georgia. Okay, so you could tell me they can win any game on their schedule with the exception of those two, and you could tell me they lose just about any game on their schedule with the exception of they have another FCS. So I mean, that's the Leach experience. Yeah. It's a big moment for uh, Brian Harson at Auburn. Penn State comes in. Penn State's a three-point favorite. I mean, it's a big moment for Brian Harson. If he wins it, he kind of calms things at least for a week or two. LSU comes to town next week. He gives himself a chance to get a hot start. If he loses this game, it's it's going to be caustic there immediately here in the middle of September. What do you expect? I don't know, man. I just have this weird feeling that, like, Penn State's about to get auburned at Jordan-Hare. You know what I mean? Because you and I have talked about this. That medium does not get the credit I think it deserves for how loud that place gets. Like, we always talk about Tiger Stadium. Do not get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying Auburn is louder than Tiger Stadium. Like, I don't know. I just know that I've been in that building three times, and two of which I can – remember thinking this is the loudest I've ever heard anything. Yeah. The Ben Obamanu play, I have still to this day never heard deafening noise turn to pin drop silence like I had heard that quickly at that place. Like it would like pierce your ears so loud and then it just went like dead quiet. And I don't know, man. Like I don't love Clifford. Um, I think Franklin's a good coach. I think in close games, he's not who I want to bet on in close games. Um, I think they're going to be able to run it on him. I don't know. If this is more, honestly, this is just kind of like the, I got a feeling pick. Like, I don't know. Like, this is just, I think Auburn's kind of got one last, like, little maybe push before an inevitable crash. But this feels like the spot to me. So you like Auburn here? For no reason other than I don't think you should. Like, I don't, this is a pure, like, this is a pure, I kind of seen this spot before. Is uh, BYU as good as we're starting to think they might be, or did they benefit from Baylor having a couple of guys out? I guess it's BYU had the receivers. BYU out, had right? the injuries. So is BYU the team that, that, is is the sneaky team that could get to number four? Oh, well, I think it's in play. I do too. Now, got to they got to go to Oregon this weekend. The reason I bring them up: BYU goes to Oregon's two thirty game on Fox. BYU's a three and a half point underdog. You could tell me I've misread this one, but I watched every snap of that Baylor game. What impressed me about BYU is BYU's typically been susceptible to the big play. They kind of, I again, I don't know if this is sample size. Maybe Baylor's not as explosive uh, as they had been at times last year. Baylor was able to kind of run it on him, and Shapin made a few throws. I just mainly like the fact that BYU is that team that they've actually got some continuity. And my pick here, and I could end up being entirely wrong because. It's possible that Oregon matches up up front better than Baylor did, but I think Baylor's got a pretty good offensive line at least. Usually do. I just think that 
I think, you know, a team that's breaking in, you know, a quarterback third start, I, I don't know. Like, they had to have explosive play. Like, they were impressive against Eastern Washington. But, like, I don't know. I just – I think BYU's that team that they've got an advantage early because they've all played together. It's an older group, physical group, very mature. They're, they're – they're, I think they're dangerous. Like, I, I really do. I, th- I think they've got a chance. Well, to like, if you also look storms. at their schedule, their schedule breaks pretty well in that they've got showcase moments. Mm-hmm. They're going to have, you know, you get this game, you get Arkansas in three weeks at home. I can't remember where their Notre Dame is, but they're going to get a, no- a, a weekend Notre Dame. I think they still have SC on their schedule. Like, they're, they're in position to have more of a no-doubt case if they can run the table than even Cincinnati did last year. All right, we'll, we'll finish with Ole Miss. Ole Miss heads to Atlanta, 2.30 game on ABC. Uh, the Rebels a 14-and-a-half-point uh, favorite. I'm, I'm in the minority here, and, and I, I think I'm starting to piss people off a little bit when people are like, what do you think? And I keep saying, I don't know. I mean, how can you think anything one way or the other right now? I mean, I, I, they passed the eye test on defense, but they haven't played anybody. Um, they don't really completely pass the eye test on offense, but they're being really vanilla. They're being rotating quarterbacks through games. Um, they've played nobody. They get bored. I don't know. I don't know. And people say give them a grade. The grade is obviously incomplete. It's it's no way you could give a grade. They, it'd be like giving a, a a final grade when you haven't even turned in five percent of the coursework for the semester. It, it's it's an incomplete. I don't. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to beat Tulsa. I think this Kentucky game is going to be fascinating on October the first. But I don't know whether Ole Miss is a ten win team or a six win team or somewhere in between. I have no clue. Yeah, I'm with you. So my suspicion, and I don't know if you'll ever get a straight answer, my suspicion is this is the first game all year that they're actually going to have an offensive game plan for. Oh, I think that's probably true. A real game plan. I mean, they yes. they, like, they had some skeleton stuff. of, But they, I mean, Lane admitted it, basically. And I, I, I know Lane admitted this privately because I know who he talked to. They were playing. They were going into the Troy game, and he was talking about the decision to play Dart against Troy and Altmaier yeah. against Central Arkansas. And he goes, "Look, these are exhibition games. If we lose one of these two games, we got bigger problems than quarterback." Yeah. Basically, we're not losing one of these two games. We've got some time here. We probably should use it to figure it out because Lane knows that Kentucky's going to come in. Kentucky's real. Kentucky's going to be a real threat. And then after that, you know, Auburn's a good defensive team. And then after that, it gets real. You got to go to LSU and you got to go to AM and you got to play Alabama and you got to go to Arkansas, you know, the whole swing. So he's got some time. But yeah, this is the first time he's had a plan in place. The first time he's had to really think about a game that I guess it's conceivable that they could lose. Yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech, I mean, they, they hung with Clemson for two and a half quarters. I mean, we can talk about whether or not Clemson's diminished or not. I'm not, I don't think that Clemson's roster has less talent than Ole Miss's. So, you know, and if they don't get a couple of punts blocked, that game was a little more interesting than it wound up being. I think for me, and maybe this kind of, this kind of goes 
what we've just been talking about, like with football brain. During the remember the pandemic season where we all we all agreed when we saw football was possibly going to be taken from us. Mm -hmm. We all agreed that if you just gave us football, we were going to be on our best behavior. (laughs) We were not going to count the season. We were no coaches were going to get fired. Everyone. It was a free year. It was just going to be a celebration of watching football. Mm -hmm. And literally like by Mm -hmm. kickoff, we were already like everyone was already ready. This guy's fired. That guy's fired. Uh, You know, it was just all bets are off. Yeah. This shouldn't be a surprise to people that Ole Miss is. You looked at the way the schedule was laid out and you go, man, he can kind of treat that like preseason. Yeah. And, and try to figure things out and toy. I do think what would be fascinating is what would the reaction be if if they would have covered against Troy? Because I 100% agree with you. A lot of the frustration was they didn't cover against Troy. There's no and, doubt. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I heard people yelling. I heard this big fat guy in the end zone yelling. And, and listen, if you're a listener, I'm sorry. I'm not picking on your weight, but I just remember you yelling at the at, at Ole Miss on the in the fourth quarter. You can't cover against this pathetic team. You can't cover against this. It's pathetic. That's what it was. They were angry at the not covering the line. Yes, because Lane, Lane Lane normally covers the line. Especially if he has the ball, you know what I mean. Like it, it typically, it's not very often he wins and doesn't cover. Right. Like it's, I think there was a state game one year, um, <coughs> Arkansas last year, but I mean that game was who? Yeah, that, that game, that was, game was, was a circus. Yeah. That was a circus. That game was a tip. You know whatever. That game was just nuts. But it does feel like there's this weird lack of understanding of what's going on. This is the first week I think I'm at least because I mean I've told Chase at the at the end of both shows I don't know how you could have learned anything other than uh Evans looks great like a stud. Um Judkins looks like a stud. Um I just don't know because level of competition so far, I've seen nothing to have concerns about the defense. I think they've played very, very solid. They look athletic. They look uh, active. I like what I see on defense. But, Correct. But if you told me, hey, if the football gods dropped into here and goes, hey, hey hold up. Levis is going to throw for 280, and Rodriguez is going to be fresh, and he's going to run for 115, I'd be like, well, I mean, I'm a little surprised, but I, I get it. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's when they goes. Exactly. One, one, everybody goes, boy, the linebackers look good, and they do look good. But you have to put context in that for now, and it drives people crazy when you do it. But the context is, well, they, they have looked good against a bad Troy offense, and it, that Troy offense is bad. It is bad. And, oh, they, I mean, look, I and they look good they, against they the play Cent- Alabama A and M. Like they played, yeah, yeah. They looked good against Central freaking Arkansas. That team had no that 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 game should never be played. It was an awful. It shouldn't. I'm glad they got money. It, it, you got nothing out of it. It had no that game had no redeeming value at all. And so when you say, well, they look good against those guys. Okay, they do. That, what does that mean? What does that mean when they go against a, a team that can make the linebackers? 
have to play in space a little bit more. What does it what does it mean? What what if what if they go up against a team that the linebackers can't get off the blocks of? Right. And, and maybe they and maybe they won't. Maybe they can get off Exactly. I mean that's the thing when people go, You're being negative. No, I'm I'm not. Oh, it's it, it's it, what it, if. It's possible that they're really, really good and we don't know it. If you were to stop right now and the football gods came down and went, Hey, guess what? They go ten and two. I'd be like, How about that? I, I get it. I mean, okay. In the same way, if the, if the football gods dropped in here and goes, they go seven and five. You were right. They're seven and five. I'm like, yeah, I see that too. I mean, I don't know. That's And in many ways, that's good. I asked Lane Kiffin the other day, I said, hey, are you kind of glad that you're about to get tested a little bit? And I thought his answer was funny because he was being sarcastic a little bit. He goes, as long as we win. You know, and, and then he came back with, yeah, you know, whatever. It's a road trip. It's a first. It's a, he kind of got coach speaky. And my experience with Lane Kiffin when he gets coach speaky is there's a little bit of not nervousness, not anxiety, but just uncertainty about what he has. And, and I think I think that's completely reasonable. And so to me, I don't think Georgia Tech is good. I mean, I don't. Um, but Jeff Collins has put together good defenses before. Yeah. And you're on the road and – there's more D1 athletes or high, you know, power five athletes on that team than the two that you play combined. And so yeah. I, I think Ole Miss is going to look better. Mm-hmm. I do too. But I've seen a quarterback that can miss high and what do high misses oftentimes end up being picks. So we'll, we'll finish there. We'll finish with the whole Jackson dart, Luke Altmeyer thing. Lane. What thing? I'm done. I'm done playing the game. Well, then why is Lane doing this? He's not, doing, he's not doing it to trick Jeff Collins. He's Lane. He's a troll. So you think he's just kind of trolling his own fan base a little bit, just having some fun with it? Well, I don't think Luke can play. So you think this is, you think this is dart or bust? This is, this is gamesmanship. No, I mean, physically, I don't think Luke can play. That shoulder, he doesn't have a great arm. But it was very obvious when he kept going to it afterwards, he lost a lot of zip. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Luke is, from my experience and the little that I know about him, Luke doesn't strike me as the guy that if he's just playing bad, he's going to start doing that little move. Like, I mean, he would just go to it all the time. And again, I could be completely wrong, but it's like, I never believed that Matt was as hurt last year as they let on until the Sugar Bowl. That one was. I don't think Matt felt great, but I mean, I think there were a few moments where there was maybe not Academy Award winning acting, but I think there was some acting, maybe like limited series, you know, one of the easier categories in, but I, I just think Lane's kind of a troll. Like, I don't – I I mean, I think Matt was banged up like every guy that, that plays as hard and as much as he did. But I just never bought that it was like, oh, man, we really we really don't know if he can go today. Right. And I just never really bought that. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I'm, I'm, it's the – I mean, at a certain point – at a certain point, there doesn't the obvious answer end up being the right answer? I think so. And I think the obvious answer is it's dark. And maybe he's just wishing Dart would go win the damn job because Jackson hasn't just gone out and just won the job. 
he's like you said, he's had some high throws. He's had some bad reads. He's had some stuff where Lane can't even look at him when he comes off the field. You know, I mean, so maybe it's that. And but I don't think it's I don't think it's gamesmanship. Like we're not telling Georgia Tech who our quarterback is. We're not telling. You know, I, I I also think Lane likes Luke. He does. Sure. He, he was one of his first big recruits, and Luke's a great guy. He's a great kid. I mean, he, he goes out and works hard, and, and Luke, before he got hurt the other night, was doing some really good things. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like To me, it's a question of – I think there's also the issue with Dart. Luke's probably not going to make the catastrophic error. He might make a physical error where – but he's not going to make like the big air. Jackson, I, when you, I told me this when, when they got him, uh, when they got him and you asked me, I was like, you know, there's a lot of corral there and that the physical tools are there, but he's, he's very aggressive and he lets it fly and he's kind of young. And I don't know. Like, I also think that everyone is, Everyone is really forgetting your last view of Matt is not the whole picture of Matt. I mean, I said it on the the postgame show a couple of weeks ago. I get it. It was a different offense. His first start against Memphis is one of the worst quarterback play games I've ever seen. Yeah. He was horrible. And he was pretty much that bad the next week against Cal before he got hurt. And – it wasn't smooth sailing right off the bat with Lane. Yeah. I mean, you had this the seven, was it the seven turnover game? The LSU one, I told Chase, I kind of throw that one away. It was a rainy day. He literally was playing with walk, like yeah. whatever. That was the yeah. that was the he was your only chance. He, he had, had a, to play he, hero. He had, the, he had the six picks against Arkansas, and then he had the really bad pick in the first quarter against Auburn in that game yeah. that, that Ole Miss lost. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so I think with Lane, there's maybe just the frustration of Lane did have really good quarterback play for for the last you know twelve months, but I just kind of look at it this way: other than Calzada, almost every single team that brought in the transfer, unless it was someone they were bringing in for depth, right. But in the end, Calzada, they were trying to get him to win the job, and apparently he couldn't yeah, do it. They brought him in to win the job, and he didn't. But you're right. But Correct. everywhere else, like Pitt, they, they, they didn't bring in Slovis to not be the quarterback. Um, West Virginia brought in what's-his-face to be the quarterback. Yeah. JT Daniels. Yeah, I mean, you're, uh, Texas brought Quinn Ewers in to be the quarterback. I mean, that, that's – Correct. Yeah, you're right. And, and Ole Miss brought Jackson Dart in to be the quarterback, and I think you will. But I think they're getting to a place where – Hey, need you to play, need you to make plays, need you to show progress. It's getting time because it's coming October 1st. You're not going to beat Kentucky with a big turnover game. Oh, no. And, I mean. They're good. That that defensive front really impressed me. They're good. They're active. They'll get after you. They'll And Rodriguez is going to be fresh. They've got targets at wide receiver. They're not great up front, but nobody is. And uh, Levis is the real deal. And people can do what they want about Will Levis. Will Levis is the real deal, and, and he can hurt you. I think he's physically gifted. That's what I, I, that's still, what I mean. 
You can make, he ev- you make every Eason. throw. You can make every he reminds throw. Me, he reminds me of Jacob Eason where everything's a backpedal and he's got a cannon. Yeah. But, like, you know, he's, it just feels like every throw is off his back foot and he's just slinging it and he's got a cannon. He's physically going to be a test that they won't have seen by that point. Right. 100% agree. Hey, safe travels to California. Appreciate the time. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. That was Jeffrey Wright. Taped that uh, last evening, 5 o'clock hour. Appreciate him giving his time. Yeah, a lot of stuff. He's always, uh, he really never tells us no. It's fairly incredible considering how busy he is every day. Because producing a show that is multiple hours and hosting a show that is multiple hours and trying to watch enough content to be knowledgeable yes. to then do those things is, uh, it's a task, I would, I, would, I would say. You have to be pretty organized in your uh in your day to pull that off so thanks to uh he's very bright too that helps quite a bit it doesn't hurt yeah, yeah it would it, it would be it would be really hard if you were stupid yeah, um, yeah. that's that's true that's most things in life are uh podcast oh, yeah. brought to you in part by northeast spark n-e-s-p-r-c service people across rural communities it's a couple different packages you know by now ignite the 100 mbps or the blaze that's the one gig that's in the clark ford studio that's anyspark.com, or you just give them a call, and they will help you out. They'll get you hooked up. That's 662-238-3159. Brought to you by ACS. It's acsllcms.com, 662-601-4381. That's Automation Control Systems, LLC, right there in Baldwin, Mississippi. If you're in need of custom HMI, SCADA Solutions, large horsepower VFD specialists, they've got you covered. Uh, Lamons Fine Jewelry, we talked about Christmas shopping earlier. It will be that time before you know it. Um, these football weeks go fast and you look up and it's late October. Lamons is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving Oxford area for 75 years. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Lamons, finejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. No mind on my money this week. Uh, Martin's traveling, but you can still go uh, get some financial help from them. Interest rates over 6% for the first time in forever. You want you want a professional to help you with your money. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Uh, speaking of traveling, if you're traveling, John Edwards is the way to go. Get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget. He will take care of you. It's Jay Edwards at regencytravel.net, uh, 901-494-3387. If you're heading to Oxford in the next couple of weeks for uh, Tulsa, for Kentucky, stop by Opa. It's, you got euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops. Handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and more. 306 South Lamar in Oxford. Uh, Neil's picks are up today. We talked about those a little bit with Jeffrey. Probably talk about them here in a minute with uh, Chase. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. Connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, excuse me, they'll take care of you. If you are uh, looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you too. Payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. Nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call. 662-832-5138 or go to their site, service specialist, ltd.com. Um, don't forget about Invisalign. If you're looking for a way to improve your smile, call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. They'll show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate 
services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. So uh, you want to get in touch with uh, BB. He takes great pride in his attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. So for all of your real estate, commercial real estate needs, call BB at 601-934-5008. And last but not least, brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot to be offered in terms of horseback riding, equestrian-type things. It's also a great, beautiful venue to host events, uh, class reunions, office parties, whatever the case may be. Get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Saw so, uh, while Jeffrey was talking, Roger Federer hanging up the racket. He will play in the uh, the Labor Cup next week in London, and then uh, call it a day on competitive matches. So Roger Federer, this is he's been banged up, um, has not played consistently for a while, but not a shock. But anyway, one of the uh, all time greats stopping there. Really, a few weeks of that between he and Serena here back to back. Federer stepping down. So had a hell of a year, hell of a career, I should say. Oh, I mean, amazing. Maybe the best ever at marketability and finding ways to do the business side of tennis. Yes. I mean, we made fun of it. Not really making fun. We pointed out that I, he I, would I was gonna say. he would finish a match and go make sure the Rolex was on and the polo jacket was on and everything was turned the right way and the water bottle. And But I he's mean, so cool that he could play four hours of tennis in the heat and he didn't sweat. Yeah, he didn't look like Nadal, where he's like the wet dog, or like I would look if I was out there. Yeah, where like, like just <sighs> like Rafa Nadal is just dripping everywhere, and yeah. Roger looks like oh, I just took a light stroll. The flowing hair and the headband and the whole deal. He would say he doesn't sweat; he just kind of glistens. He kind of does. Hell of a hell of a career. Twenty Grand Slams, I think, was his final uh, final number. I think that's right. It's more than most people win. It's an era where, look, maybe it is to some extent the lack of depth. I mean, I'm not a tennis expert. I'm way less into it than I was 15 years ago. But you got three guys that dominated the sport and won all won 20 or more Grand mm-hmm. Slams. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. It's got to be maddening to the guys that are just really good and exactly. not I mean, great. You take Roger Federer away, and I mean, he's not an all-time like he's not 20 a 20 winner, but. I mean, Andy Roddick has three, mm-hmm. four, five grand slams. I mean, yeah. completely different air. Mm-hmm. We're talking about him with the big serve and the sure. whole deal. You know, maybe Sampras gets one more if Federer doesn't come through. You know, it, it affected a lot of people, even even across the different eras in that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Del Potro, those kind of guys where – Oh, yeah, he's right a good there, example. Yep. That it was on like the this cusp. Curios Kyr- guy, what's his name? Kyr- yeah. He's kind of crazy. Yeah. He'd He's pr- entertaining, if nothing He's else. He lost it the other day. Just snapped. <laughs> I don't really like him, but I find myself wanting to watch him. I find myself cheering for him. Do you really? I do, and I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I want him to win because I just want him to go, I did it. It's like you need to relax. So well, win he, and be happy. He wants to win so bad that he just loses it. Why he doesn't win. It's, which is why he doesn't win. Well, the mental part of sports is important. Especially, you know, tennis, are they doing it or are they still considering it is allowing in-game coaching? I don't like it. I love that that dude's out there by himself. Just look into his box and people look at him like, hey, you you got this. But but that's it. But that's it. They can't, like, meet and go, hey, he's favoring the forehand. Like, none of that. You got to just figure that shit out out there. 
I like that. There's part something of it. about tennis when it, it, it's the most mental game in the world because you are by yourself. Where it's mm-hmm. you're, it, gr- it, you're it, grinding. Yeah. You're thinking the whole time. Yeah. Am I am I into the body? Am I out wide? What am I doing? Is this doing this? What is he doing this? What's going on? I mean, you're you you know they got to be fried mentally when these matches are over. In addition to, it's like the you watch Djokovic and I'm not sure he is. He's so mentally tough. He just like how Nadal, whose body you can tell is failing him sometimes, just grinds away. It's 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 impressive. Come out in the media this week that uh, speaking of Mississippi guys, uh, Cam Akers did not anticipate a limited role in Week One. Another little Ooh. cheek in the armor there mm. with the, the Rams. Just hey, it's it's really hard to defend a title. Yeah. It's really, really hard. You get everybody's best shot. The motivation's not quite there. You're a little tired. You don't realize it, but you're a little tired. And it shows. And then stuff just doesn't go as well. We started the week talking about poo holes and chasing 700. Uh, Vlad Jr. hits his, his 100th home run last night already. It's 23. He's a great player. 23. Yeah. It's at least one to kind of watch and go, hmm. It's, yeah, him and, okay. yeah, Soto's still a young guy. I mean, if you talk, you know, if they stay healthy, they can get five, 600. Oh, sure. It's there. I mean, if you're getting 100 at 23, you're. You're you're right there. So look, I'm trying not to get all geeked up about a baseball offseason. I'm I'm trying hard. People are people are doing everything. Are they baiting they, you in? Oh, they're just reeling me. Like yesterday, it was an established report that not only are they players are the Cubs interested in a couple of players, but those players are interested in the Cubs. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. Something real quick. Yeah, sure. Help me understand something. Uh huh. This is human. This is where Twitter's a bad place. Like, the less time anybody spends on Twitter is the better. And I'm talking to myself right now as much as I'm talking to anybody. Okay. Chet Holmgren, who suffered a Liz Frank injury. Sure. And is going to miss his rookie season. Okay. Made a post on social media. He's been off social media for years. Made a post the other day. He's kind of started just occasionally making a post. And he said, one day closer to playing basketball again. Sure. Okay. There's no legitimate reason for anybody to, quote, hate Chet Holmgren. He's not done anything to anybody. He just plays basketball. He's 19, for God's sake. Okay? 20. Is that fair? People come back, you're a bust. They come back one, one, one day closer to your next injury. Le- LeBron owns you. It's, where does, who are those people? Look, like what is what is that about? I don't even. I may have said this with you, so I may have literally had this exact same comment last week. I don't remember. We do a lot of podcasts. I don't remember. I may have said it on Brian's show. Hell, I may have been talking to a friend. I don't yes, know. I understand. But no, I I've been more affected on the just kind of sick of social media, sick of the internet in some ways. People um, recently, and it's not necessarily about any one thing it's just that everybody's looking for either that where oh it's this hyperbolic i hate everything i'm gonna find some reason to find a problem with everything out there or it's the people who think they're funny but they spend like eight hours to think up that joke to say on twitter and then try to brag about it and some of the ways that it hit me and i'm not one of these royal family people i'm not obsessed with the royal family sure sure queen elizabeth lived obviously a very storied life 
Yeah, died. Se- Seventy and years since the Queen of like, England. I'm on the board about it, and I'm not necessarily criticizing anybody individually, but you've got all these Twitter jokes about what Meghan Markle is going to do with the casket and all this yeah. stuff, and it's like, God dang! There's like, no damn, not just there's chill. no dignity. Yeah, there's literally no. Nobody thinks before they hit a button anymore at all. There's there, there's no respect, self-respect or otherwise in this. It just there's a thread on the board about of it. I am too. There was a thread on the board about it today. Sam Pittman, you know, Arkansas is not exactly a storied college football program, you know? And he's up there and his job is to try to win games. And they got ranked after they beat South Carolina, they got ranked number 10. Well, Sam Pittman's probably smart enough to know they're not going to finish in the top 10. Sure. Okay. So what did he do? He said, he talked about it. He talked about it as an accomplishment. He was happy to be in the top 10. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the coach saying that. He got lit up by people. Oh, so you're happy, you're satisfied to be 10th. And he came back and he got asked about it and he came back on Tuesday. He said, you know what? I wasn't talking to a bunch of 50 year old people. I was talking to teenagers trying to recruit. Surprised you can't see that. When Lane Kiffin shows up at his press conference with transfer to the SIP. He ain't doing it for our benefit. He's not doing it so that Chase can say, I like that sweatshirt. No, he doesn't. I mean, if Chase likes the sweatshirt, great. If Chase thinks the sweatshirt's stupid, great. Lane just doesn't really care. No. Because it's it's he's talking to people that are probably somebody in particular. But he's talking to 19, 18, 20-year-old people. just accidentally put out a graphic yesterday about how they utilize the transfer portal more than anyone in the country as far as transfers who have played over the last three seasons. Lane didn't come up with the statistic on his own. He didn't yes. sit down on Sunday night and go, okay, I wonder, let's see, production from – no. They, somebody called, and they were sending a message because you can't recruit yet legally. They were sending a message. So Sam Pittman does that, and he gets eaten up on, on Twitter and social media. And I, don't, I don't understand people. Like my thought when I read – and I would think this if Chet Holmgren played for the Pacers or anybody else is, I bet that sucks. You know, you've been thinking about like I, you you and I have this conversation all the time. One of the things I hate the most about I hate the most just in general is like you know how hard these kids work mm-hmm. and you see a kid go down in week one. And you're like, man, that like the kid for LSU, Mason Smith. Think of the work, how many mornings he got up and ran in the you know how hot and humid Baton Rouge is in Soft. June and July. How many days he just ran and ran and did drills and lifted. The work that he put in to blow his ACL celebrating a teammate's play in the opener. And you see his face on the sideline, and he's just distraught. All that work gone, and he knows he's got to do it again. And yet people get on social media, ha-ha, hate it for him. No, come you got to stop. You can't. I don't know how people go through life like that. I, I looked at Chet Holmgren's deal, and I thought, man, how you, you're so close to your dream, and now you got to put it off a whole year. That sucks. That's all I think. I mean, I get where Sam Pittman's coming from. Hey, he's talking to kids. Not easy to recruit blue-chip players to Fayetteville, Arkansas. It's been proven. So, of course, he's going to use a, a, a ranking to his benefit that, hey, you know, if you guys come here, we can be even better, right? That's that's what he's trying to say. 
Not, that's not that complicated. No, look, people are far more concerned with retweets and likes and favorites than they are being a decent human being on social media. That's And what worries you is, would you do this in person? No. Because you're scared or you no. don't think it? Because you, you think it. That's you what think worries it. you. Yeah, but you wouldn't do it because you're, you're hiding behind the keyboard. Yeah. Not that Sam Pittman would ha- hit you or something, no. or that Chet Holmgren would sling his crutch at you. Mm-hmm. Just a... We talk about like mental health and stuff all that. That's a really unhealthy way to live. It's a really unhealthy way to think. Yeah, it's just it's it's, it's getting disgusting. I guess it has been, but it feels worse. I don't know. Yeah, if, if 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 you don't feel bad for a kid when he goes down with an injury, especially in week one of a season, that sucks. I saw it with the the Catalan kid at Arkansas who yeah missed most of last season. Busted his ass, gotten back in great shape, and then gets hurt in the Cincinnati game, and he's out mm-hmm. for the year. It sucks for the kid. Yeah, you don't have to like Arkansas or anything else if you if you don't if that doesn't make you genuinely feel bad for the kid, then you probably don't need to be cheering for sports teams. No, I think you 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 have you have an Ill, your own issue to, yeah, to deal with. I mean, just you know, it's like it's one of the chapters in your book. I'm not breaking anything about like T.J. McCants and what he had to overcome. The whole year. It's a focus to play. It's a reminder that they're humans. They're not just little robots out there. They all got families and stuff, and there's all stuff going on, and it's hard. It's the whole Jackson Dart, Luke Altmaier thing that people get weird about. They're people. Yeah, with families that love them. With families that are emotionally invested in this. and who have invested in sweat equity, the whole deal. The whole deal, and when you don't win the job... It's tough. And then you got to put on a brave face. And I said this at the beginning of the week. It's one of the things I admire so much about Mason Brooks. Mm-hmm. It would be so easy for him to be like, I don't want to do this show. And he's doing it. And he's been nothing but a great teammate. It's not what he signed up for. Mm-hmm. He didn't sign up to be a mentor to Micah Pettis. Signed up to be the starting right tackle. Mm-hmm. And at some point, maybe he will be. But to handle it the way he's handled it, that's – it's very admirable. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be about. No, he has been inc- – we, we thought he was impressive prior to this, and he's even more impressive now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew he'd be a great communicator yeah. and a great guest, but I told him the other day when we finished – I mean, I don't think this is breaking a confidence. I told him, I said, man, if you ever decide you want to go into broadcasting, I, I think you have a future in it if you want to. Mm-hmm. Really talented, funny, colorful character. Yeah. yeah. Chargers Chiefs tonight. Yeah. They're hand-raised guys. That'll be on Amazon Prime, I guess, is where it's at. That is uh, the streaming service tonight for uh, for those two. So we'll have that. We'll is that have... right? So it's not NFL Network? Oh, it's NFL Network? I thought I don't it was know. Amazon. But I, maybe oh. it's a simulcast. I don't know. I For some reason, I thought Amazon, but I could be wrong. Oh, you could so. be right. I don't know. Either way, we will find it. We'll have that on. Back with you around 7 o'clock tonight for Hand Raise Guys. Again, plenty of stuff on the network and rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, to tide you over, leading up to 2.30, Ole Miss and Georgia Tech oh, on Saturday. Don't forget, on the uh, on the podcast feed, yes. I did a uh, about a half hour with Ryan Brown yes. of the next round. That's up. Uh, it's, it's just on, an extra show. It's an extra show. It's on YouTube. It's also in your podcast feed. Please give that a listen or a watch or whatever and let Ryan know you appreciate him giving a half hour of his time the other day. Yeah, so we will be back tonight. Have a good day. Talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.